Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast, Ordinary Chats. My name's Greg. And I'm Janine. And together we are Mr and Mrs Robinson. We're delighted that you have chosen to come on this journey with us. We hope you'll really enjoy. Well, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. These are just our humble beginnings. Just talking about our life, our journey of moving out of our comfort zones to do something big for Jesus. And just sharing our story in the hope of inspiring and encouraging someone out there. You know, it takes a lot of courage and hard work to leave something that's comfortable to you. Um, But our desire was just to make it look easy. We really hope we did that from the outside looking in. So whether you've just stumbled across us or whether you know us, welcome We are podcasting from Australia. Now, that's a long story in itself of how we got to Australia, but we're talking about our life in Uganda. We gave up a life in the UK to pursue a God-driven life in Uganda. Um, I'm on my own today. I am going to do all the talking on this one. Craig has been very sick. It's a really long story, but basically, when we came here... Um, to Australia from Uganda for our son's wedding he brought with him unknown to him malaria in his liver it was just sat there dormant and six months into being here and waiting out the pandemic the malaria decided to emerge and it absolutely wreaked havoc on his body and we are six months on from that horrible horrible sickness and hospital and he's still not right and actually it's his it's his respiratory his breathing that's the biggest problem so he sounds a little bit like an old man he gets out of breath so we decided for this one just until he gets better and he's able to chat and be able to think straight as well um and his brain's a little bit foggy from the malaria too that it would just be me so i hope you enjoy this i want to talk about um life after saying yes to a big god who had a big task for us and just to recap we did up sticks from the UK and left for Uganda where we now live now I had never stepped foot in Uganda before or the continent of Africa I had no idea what to expect at all and I purposely didn't google things um I don't know whether that was a little bit naive of me or not I didn't want to go with any preconceptions you know you can google things and you can end up in a wormhole and think oh my goodness me this is the this is the worst idea I've ever had so I purposefully didn't do things like that and so I used to ask Craig all the questions because he's the one who had been going in and out of the country for six years and I would ask him things like um, on a scale of one to ten will I like it now that's just a really random question isn't it but um, we've been married for 27 years this year and if anyone knows me it is him he knows me in and out backwards sideways he knows my thought process he knows my likes he knows my dislikes he knows what I'm good at he knows what I'm not and I thought and he's a voice that I can trust as well so I thought he will absolutely tell me whether I'm going to love it or hate it and the other thing was he just promised me that we would be safe we were about to leave with our daughter 
Megan, she was 16, she was coming with us. Our son Ben was going to stay back. He was at Bible college. So I would ask questions like that. Um, on a scale of t- 1 to 10, will I like it? Tell me. And he would say, probably around an 8. On a scale of 1 to 10, will I be safe? Probably a good 9.5, Janine. Yes, you will. Will people get me out there? I mean, I'm funny. I'm a, I have got funny bones. <laughs> doesn't sound very humble but I think I'm funny I laughed my way through life I make other people laugh I didn't want to become all serious he would say yes people will get you people will laugh at you and think you're funny you won't have to change what does it smell like that was my other question and he would say I can't describe it to you I can't describe how it smells you will have to wait um what about the dog? What about our family dog? Are we going to take him? Are we not going to take him? And these were big questions running through my mind. I guess the hardest thing of all, like I joke about the, all these things, but the hardest thing of all was navigating the children. We have two kids. Ben is now 23 and Megan is 18. Ben had decided that he would stay back. He was... Um, plugged into a great college he was studying the bible and he'd also met a beautiful um, girl as well and Megan was in her final year at school so she was you know hurtling towards exams and it was you know those decisions were really really big decisions for us to make and we were taking Megan away from everything that she knew all her friends and um her school life and her her church life all those things and so how do you navigate something like that as a as a mother it was it was all new I had absolutely no answers to it I just knew that God would figure it all out for us and you know if you're listening and you're thinking those kinds of questions and you've and you have children to consider um I don't have the answer for you it's just all so individual to everybody but I knew for me that um, God would make a way and God would provide and God would keep us safe and God would work it all out for us um there's a there's a verse in the bible it's in Thessalonians and it talks about he who calls you is faithful and he will do it and I didn't know what the doing was but I just knew that he would figure it all out for us so I guess the other biggest thing for me in the in the saying yes to to move in was like watching Craig going back and forth over all these years and see him the the only words I can describe for that was he would come alive when he first went in 2012 we had no phone contact can you believe it there was no Facebook there was no way of seeing each other while he was there and it was very limited phone contact as well it was still when it would cost you like five million pounds to ring internationally so we had limited phone contact but over the years we were able to have face-to-face conversations he would show me where he was staying he would people would say hi to me he would facetime me from these beautiful places where he was And when you see someone living their best life and loving 
it's so much. I remember doing a screenshot and looking at Craig's eyes and they were just they were just full of life and full of happiness and he's such a kind man. I just wanted more of that for him. I wanted to for him to live his best life and everyone around us thought that I was absolutely crazy and probably yeah it was probably the craziest thing I've ever done in my life but it was one of the biggest reasons I said I said yes to God was is my love for Craig and wanting to see him live out his best life I felt like he wasn't doing that in the UK in the job that he had he I just felt he had so much more to give and in and amongst that and saying yes to God then you know I would absolutely 100% say that that has in turn it's impacted my life so much being out there with him and um experiencing everything that he experiences and doing that together God has just blessed our lives beyond measure um it's just been it's just been wonderful so what about all those questions well you know what does it smell like well it smells like fire everybody burns their rubbish and suddenly everything is so foreign like you know when you go on holiday and you can't you can't figure out the currency for a couple of days well that is my life I still have to take out my phone every time I look at the price of something and try and convert it back or we have a money exchange thanks for listening we'd love you to consider joining our ordinary hero family you can find out more on our website at ordinaryherouk.com. I was worried about my hair, you know. I was worried about, you know, what that would look like to me. I've spent many years in the beauty industry, so looking good, although I am a natural scruff, looking good, having your nails done, having my hair done like every three weeks, platinum blonde, short, cut perfectly, washed and straightened every single day I was a little bit worried about what my hair would do and how I would feel about growing out the blonde and not being able to go to the hairdressers Um, but at the same time I was determined not to be worried about it if that makes sense you know actually it's one of the best things I've ever done when it's come to my hair is I've let it grow out I've let it grow into its natural colour there's plenty of grey in there that I didn't know I had and I've just absolutely grown to love it um one of the best things about it is I can actually tie it up and get it off my neck and off my face when it's so hot and you are smack bang in the middle of menopause that is also really important so you know menopause thank you Jesus in the most sarcastic way for sending me to Africa in one of the hottest continents on earth and putting me through menopause thanks for all the hot flushes in the middle of Gulu Market in 40 degree heat now that's something else I've had to navigate um, I absolutely had no idea what I needed when I went to Africa obviously I'd not been before and I purposely didn't research it 
you know, looking back and if you ever do anything like this, I would really encourage you to research where you're going or make contact with the expats out there. Find out what are their top 10 tips, top 10 things. I did none of those things and I think I absolutely came to regret it. I am a rubbish packer at the best of times. Packing for three days, looks like I'm leaving for a fortnight, you know, packing for two weeks it looks like I'm you know I've got everything in there but the kitchen sink so packing my life up oh I just I wanted things that I knew I absolutely probably didn't need there were certain things I didn't want to leave behind like some of my mum's things that I love to have at like Christmas time you know for example I had about 10 pairs of jeans fat jeans thin jeans you know jeans that I thought actually I might fit into because that was one of the other things I thought. I thought I'm going to be really, I'm going to lose so much weight. There'll be things that I won't eat and um, it's just exactly the opposite. I have put on a ton of weight. It's so carby and starchy out there and the pace of life slows right down uh, because of the heat and you don't walk anywhere. Transport is by Boda Boda, which is a little motorbike that you just jump on and if you're going around the corner, you get on a motorbike. You're crazy if you walk. Um, but I did pack my skinny jeans and I've since given them away. So long, lazy, scruffy days are my default. I love a long PJ movie day. So I thought I would just get away with being a, a dirty scruff, I guess. Um, you know, I'd seen the red mud, I'd seen how dusty it can be. I'd seen the state of Craig's clothes when he came back. Although, you know, in hindsight, he had been building for two weeks. But yeah, in my head, I had, um, you know, don't take anything nice, particularly nice, really. Maybe one nice you know, shirt for church. And oh my gosh, I got that so wrong. Cleanliness and dressing well is of huge importance where we live. And so, I mean, I've had many clothes made now, many dresses, many skirts. And if you ever come and visit us, please, you know, bring nice clothes to wear. I don't mean your best ball gowns, you know, you're not going on a cruise, but um, I mean your Sunday best. Yes, they get dirty. Yes, it's dusty, but they wash. So maybe just not the bright white stuff, I guess. Uh, the other thing was I had to have t tons and tons of injections, which I hate. I cry at the thought of injections. We used to call them nippies when we were children. And I used to, when I was waiting, I used to nip myself on the arm as hard as I could and think, right, it's not going to be any worse than that and I also used to give blood to try and overcome my fear um although I think the custard creams afterwards got me there I sound like an absolute baby and like I'm whining out on and on and on but the bugs the bugs just terrify me I don't like anything with more than four legs that can run faster than me and absolutely no bees and no wasps anything that flies that is unpredictable and that can hurt me is absolute a no-no for me 
I've never been stung by a wasp or a bee, which is incredible given the fact that I'm 49 years old. Um, so I don't really know why I'm frightened of them, but I'm, I guess it's anticipating the unknown. But we actually had a huge African bee's nest in our first home. We lived there for six months. And, you know, you kind of learn to live together when there's bees, you know, like everywhere in every single room where you are. But it never, ever got easier. And over time, that upset me a little bit. It's one of the things that, the few things that that made me cry on a on like a personal needing level. Like I just want to go to the loo without being um without a bee being on me on being on my pajamas or Megan had gotten stung, Craig had gotten stung. I honestly do not know. Must have been the protection of God how I didn't get stung. Hope you're enjoying listening. If you'd like to know what we look like head over to our socials at Ordinary Hero UK. Now I want to encourage you, God will never give you more than you can handle. I have done things that I've never dreamed or imagined I would do and that to me is when you know it's from God. I was given a passage many, many years ago and it's Ephesians 3.20 In the message version, it says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. When that was spoken into my life, I was smack bang in the middle of a career that I absolutely adored and loved. And I waited for that moment. I waited for that more than you can guess or request or think in your wildest dreams. I waited for that moment. Yes, I had the big business. I worked really hard. I drove the company car and they were things that I'd actually dreamed and imagined. I, in the most humble way, I knew that that was was going to happen. Hard work and perseverance and just downright determination suggested that that would those things would happen and they did and they poured in abundance and it was absolutely beautiful but the things that I that I've done since like for example we we built a sanctuary wall to protect um girls in Africa who have been seriously sexually abused and when I stood back and looked at that wall and if you want to see it then nip over to the Instagram grid and have a look that was a moment that I had never dreamed or imagined and that was when this verse dropped into my heart in the way it was meant to be written for me the those moments where you cannot you didn't dream, you didn't imagine you would see that or be in that situation. They are the things that are given from God. That's what this verse is all about. I think that's when you know that you are right on track and right in the bullseye of where God wants you because they were never on your personal radar. So even now as Craig and I wait 
out the pandemic in Australia. I never dreamed or imagined this. And so how can that not be from God? You know, one takeaway from this is I would encourage you to say yes. Say yes to some stuff and get out of your comfort zone and see what God can do with your yes. Well, that's it for now. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Let's pray that Craig is back with me for next time. Bye.